Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on the power of partnership. And I have a teaching on this, a two-part series entitled The Power of Partnership in CD and in DVD. We're also offering a DVD that shows five testimonies of people who have uh, put this into practice and have seen it work. And so that is really good. And then we also have this book entitled Financial Stewardship. And I emphasize stewardship in this teaching. A steward is a person who handles the money, the financial affairs of another person, not their own. And if you ever get this attitude that your money is not your own, but rather you are a steward of what God has given you, I guarantee you it will change everything. So these are the things that we're offering and this coming Friday is going to be my last day to be teaching on this on television. So I encourage you to please get these materials. I was teaching yesterday out of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16, and this verse says, A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. And I was sharing that that gift there is talking about a physical gift, a monetary gift, not a talent or an ability, but rather a physical monetary gift. Let me just share some different translations on this verse with you. It says in the New Revised Standard Version, a gift opens doors. It gives access to the great. The NIV says a gift opens the way for the giver and ushers him into the presence of the great. And the point that I was trying to make yesterday was that it's obvious that when you give financially to a church or to a ministry, that it blesses them and it helps them pay their bills and it helps them do things. And so that's obvious. But it is not obvious that a gift, when you give, also connects you to that church or to that ministry. And that can be good or bad. If you give for the wrong reasons, if somebody just manipulated you and you give to a person who is doing something wrong, well, then that'll come back to bite you. But if you give to a person who is actually anointed of God and God is using them, that anointing and blessing that is on their life and ministry will flow towards you. Now, that's what we talked about yesterday, and I gave quite a bit of examples of that. You know, there was an instance where uh, I was teaching on this. I think it was over in the UK. But anyway, Charlie and Jill LeBlanc have been friends of mine for a very, very long time. I think it was around 1980 when we met them. So it's been nearly 40, 40 years And they have traveled the world, and they do praise and worship with us, and they are just great, great people. And anyway, we were over in England together, and uh, I I think Bob Yandian was ministering on this, and I was also talking about this. And anyway, Charlie and Jill got the revelation that they needed to sow where they wanted to go, not just give to help people that were in need, but they needed to use their gifts to... uh, in a sense, draw on the anointing and the blessing that are on other ministries. Now, the reason this was significant is because Charlie and Jill, when they first started in ministry, they went to little tiny churches. They saw the struggles that small churches had. And because of that, 
They just had a compassion for these people, and so they had always taken their giving. They were, they're big givers, and they always gave, but they gave where they thought that, you know, it would do the most good. And they looked at a large ministry, and they thought, well, they don't need my money. They've got millions of dollars coming in. Here's this little church over there, and, you know, my $1,000 gift will make a big impact over here. So they had put all of their giving into basically small churches, which in a way is good, but for the first time they realized that when you give to a church or to a ministry, you are connecting yourself to that ministry, and what is on them is going to start coming into you. And Charlie and Jill had a desire to reach more people and make their music available to more people. And so anyway, because of this teaching right here that we're talking about, Charlie and Jill started praying, and they had graduated from Rama Bible Training Center, but you know what? They had never sewn into Kenneth Hagin's ministry because they thought, he's got so much money coming in, he doesn't need it. And they had also been blessed by my ministry, but they said, you've got enough money coming in, you don't need it. And they also knew Joyce and Dave Myers. They came out of the same church in St. Louis, and they had been friends with them. They saw Joyce when she first was starting in ministry. So they had known each other, and they were blessed by Joyce's ministry. But Joyce had this big ministry, and she th and Charlie and Jill thought, you know, she doesn't need this money. So they were giving their money to these smaller churches. After understanding that your giving not only blesses the person you're giving to, but it, it makes a connection there. It connects you to that ministry. They saw that they wanted the increased exposure that was on my ministry, on Kenneth Hagin's ministry, and on Joyce's ministry. So they started taking a portion of their giving and giving to these larger ministries, which at first, you know, it didn't feel right with them because they had always wanted to be such a blessing to these smaller ministries, but they were really convicted by Scripture that this is what they started, were supposed to do. So they sowed into these larger ministries and started giving, believing that their gift would make room for them and bring them before great men. And you know, if I get the, if I remember the story correctly, it was only like six months or it was probably less than a year after they had started giving into these different ministries that were larger because they wanted the blessing and the anointing that was on them to come their way. Well, Joyce and Dave Meyer asked them to go out to eat, and they went out to eat with them, and as they were talking, Joyce asked if they would take over the praise and worship at their meetings. And I think they did that for seven years. And all of a sudden, they went from ministering in these little tiny venues to having, I think they went overseas and saw over 20,000 people come to some things at Joyce's main conference. I mean, there's tens of thousands of people that come. And Charlie and Jill just started having this huge exposure. And did you know that Joyce told them when she was out to eat with them, she says, I thought about you coming and doing praise and worship for us, but the first thing I did was go check your giving to see if you were partners with us. And some of you might say, well, she shouldn't have done that. But I think that's a wise thing to do. I mean, if a person isn't connected with you, if they aren't committed enough to you to say that I want to be a part of what you're doing, then that's probably not a person that you want to bring on staff and, and start using them. I think it was a wise thing to do. And they had just started giving like six months or less than a year before that. And Joyce said, if you hadn't have been a partner with us, I wouldn't have asked you to do this. 
And man, it just opened up these doors for Charlie and Jill. And I think it was seven years that they traveled with Joyce and ministered with her. That's an example of what this is talking about. Your gift, your, your physical or monetary gift connects you to that person or that church that you're giving to. And I've talked about the good side of it. You sow where you want to go. But did you know this will also work against you? There are some people watching this program that you give into some church that you do not agree with. You're there for who knows whatever reason. I've had people, I had one woman tell me one time, she says, I was born a Methodist and I'm going to die a Methodist. Now, she wasn't being ministered to in that church, but she was. that's just who she was and she was going to stay there forever and she put her tithes and her offerings into there. And uh, I tell you what, that's not good. Sowing into a church that is not preaching the gospel and stuff is not good. And yet there's some people that just feel obligated. Well, this is where my parents went and this is where I'm going to go. That's not the right reason to give. The scripture says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. A storehouse is where you store your food. And if you're hungry, you go and get some food and bring it out. It's where you get fed from. You should give where you're fed. Now, I will say this, that a ministry like mine cannot feed you in the same way that a local church does. I believe in the local church. And I believe that if you are in a good local church, they can minister to you on a level that I can't. And I believe that tithes should go where you're fed and you should be fed by a local church more than you're fed by a television or a traveling ministry. They can marry your children. They can train your children. They can counsel you. If you, something happens, they can have people come over and bring you food and help you when, when there's bereavement. They can conduct your funeral. I can't do any of those things. And so a local church should be where your tithes go and offerings should go above that to ministries like mine, to missionary work, to benevolence work, helping the poor and stuff like that. So tithes should go to the local church and the offerings should go to other things. That's in a perfect world. But we don't live in a perfect world. And there are some of you that go to dead churches. I was in a church one time and a person died. They called 911 and they carried out half the congregation before they found the dead person. That's how dead it was. And some of you go to a dead church because your parents' names are engraved on the pew. Or maybe that's the only place that your mate will go or for whatever the reasons are. Maybe you're in a situation where you don't have a decent church in your area and you have to go and it's better to have some fellowship than to have nothing at all. Whatever your reasons are, if you're going to a church that is not preaching the gospel, that is preaching law and condemnation and is hurting people. If you go to a church that ordains homosexuals and promotes ungodliness of all kinds and is just liberal and stuff, and if you put your giving into there, if you become partners with that, then that bad anointing, that ungodliness that is on them will come towards you. So this is a two-way street. It's not only if you become partners with some good church or some good ministry is it going to benefit you, but if you are giving to things that are not being conducted properly, well, then that is going to draw some negative things towards you. And I tell you, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of ministers that are all hype. They're a mile wide and an inch deep. There is no substance to them. And if you are giving to that, 
you are going to not reap the same degree of blessing as if you give to some place that is really being anointed and blessed by God. You know, I have had people come to me, fundraisers. I had these five guys come to me and said that they had raised over $22 million for a ministry. I won't tell you who it was, but they raised $22 million for them. And they said they could raise a million dollars for me. This is like 25 or 30 years ago when, man, our income was very, very small. And a million dollars was a big deal. So I said, come. And they showed me the letters that they had written for this other person. They had it down to the color of ink. How many times you put the brackets out in the margin? Uh, they had it down to a science. And they showed me this letter they had written for the other person. And I said, but, you know, they are advertising a, uh, an orphanage, and they're showing pictures of babies that had swollen bellies with flies crawling on them. And I said, I don't have that. And they said, well, this other person that we raised this money for, they didn't have it either. says, but it doesn't matter how you get it. It just matters what you do with it. And they basically were telling me to lie and that if I would uh, allow them, they'd send out this letter just saying I'm doing things that I'm not doing. And I said, look, that's not right. And uh, they said, it doesn't matter how you get it. You can use it for whatever you want to. And anyway, I kicked them out and I said, look, I don't need your money that badly. But there are people that I guarantee you are manipulating. I'm not going to mention the names, but I went to one of these large television ministries and I was scheduled to be on their television program and, the, and it was total disarray. The guy who led the ministry wound up going to prison and I was there not long before they went to prison. And the people that worked for them were just hurting and crying. And they, they talked to me behind the scenes and they took me into this one room. It was probably a 15 by 20 foot room. And it had letters stacked all the way up to the ceiling that had already been written. They were folded. They were in these um, envelopes that all you had to do was just put a, a sticker, you know, on there. And they were already stacked and everything. And the guy told me, this is our six month crisis letters that are written for two years in advance. And I said, how do you write about a crisis two years before it happens? And he says, well, the guy that runs this thing, this is one of the reasons he went to jail, says he has the philosophy that if I don't tell them there's going to be a crisis, well, then there will be a crisis. So they just manufactured one, already had the letters written, so all they had to do is run them through a machine and put this on there. They send it out. And the sad fact is people give. And when you do that, that anointing that's on that ministry, that sent the leader of that ministry to prison, comes towards you. This is exactly what it was saying over in 1 Timothy chapter 5 when it says, Don't lay hands suddenly on any man or be a partaker of his sins. When you endorse something, when you lay hands on a person and send them out, if they go out and mess up, you become a partaker of that sin. Maybe not totally, but it has an effect on you. When you give to a church or to a ministry and they are not above board and they aren't doing things right, well, then that junk that is in them starts flowing towards you. It's like somehow or another you are attaching yourselves to them. You are tapping into them and whatever's in them is going to come towards you. You need to be a little discerning about where you give. So if you go to a church that is not preaching the gospel and is not meeting the needs of people, don't put your tithes in there. And I'll be castigated. A lot of people will be upset at me for saying that. 
I believe that if you go to a good church, you should put your tithes there because they can minister to you at a level that a parachurch, a television ministry never could. But if for whatever reason you are in a bad church, first of all, get out of there and find you a good church. But if you aren't in that situation, when you give, when you become a partner, what's in them gets into you. And you don't want that. I tell you, this is, this is powerful. There is power in partnership. And if you partner with the wrong person, there's power in that in a negative way. But there's positive power. You can partake. You can connect yourself. And the blessing that's on that ministry will flow towards you. I tell you, that's powerful. And just like I was sharing this testimony about Charlie and Jill LeBlanc, when you do that in the right way, man, it just catapults you. It's like if somebody is going faster than you are, if somehow or another you could tap onto them, hook up to them, man, they can pull you and you'll accelerate and you'll start going along with them. You need to find ministries and churches that are doing a good thing, and you need to become a partner with them. Here's one of the ways of looking at it. If you find a ministry that needs a lot of money, God's not going to give that money directly to the minister. Now, I, I, I believe that because I prayed for a long time that, God, I wished I never had to mention money. and It's because in the beginning, I thought that it was like me begging and asking people to help me. I didn't understand that being a partner helps them. I saw how it helped me, and I felt like I was asking, and I didn't want to be in that position. So I just asked God to give me so much money that I'd never have to ask anybody for money again, never receive an offering. And I found out that didn't work. If it would have worked, I guarantee you, I believed for it for a long time. And God showed me that, no, He set it up this way because He not only wants to bless me, He wants to bless you. He wants to bless people as they get involved in the ministry. And so, in a sense, I'd be robbing, I'd be stealing from people if I didn't give them opportunities to give and to be a part of it. So my point is that God doesn't give the money directly to me. He wants to do this through partners, through having people become a part of what we're doing. And so, if you want to really prosper, you know what you need to do? You need to find a ministry that needs a lot of money and say, I'll be a partner. I'll supply this. I am going to be a regular contributor to that ministry. And when you do that, God will send the money that I need through you. He will send it through people. So the way to prosper is to hook up with ministries that are doing something and say, God, I want to give and be a part of that. And when you get that attitude, God will start flowing the money through you. He will prosper you and increase your finances so that He can get His gospel out and reach people. Man, that is really powerful. You need to consider that. And you need to, if for whatever reason you're in an ungodly church or you're supporting a ministry that somehow or another has gone off the rails, you need to reconsider things because when you partner with them, you tap into what that anointing, either good or bad, that is on them, and it starts flowing towards you. I've got a friend of mine right now who is in a church situation that used to run over a thousand, maybe up into the thousands of people, and the sun has taken over the church, and now it's dwindled down to where it's just a couple of hundred people, and there's all kinds of financial things happening. I don't know for sure the details, but anyway, it's not good. And they have just decided that, you know what, they just cannot give their tithes 
into something that they don't agree with like that. Now, I'm not saying that you'll ever agree with a church or a ministry 100%. You don't have to be perfect, but you ought to be able to say, man, I feel good about giving there. They, this friend of mine was feeling like, man, should I be doing this? And we had a long discussion, and they've basically decided that they just cannot continue to give their tithes. In a sense, they're propping up. They're, they're well-to-do people, and they are giving large amounts of money, and in a sense, they are propping up that church that has dwindled, and if it wasn't for them and a few other people that are like them, that church wouldn't exist. And so they feel some obligation to try and keep it going, but they disagree with the leadership and the way it's going, and so I think it's wisdom. I told them that you are supposed to give where you're fed. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. The storehouse is where you go to get your food, and you give where you're fed. You know, again, I'm not saying this for my benefit, but it's just, it's the truth. It's appropriate, and I'm going to say it, even though some of you may think I've got ulterior motives. But, you know, we can be seen by over 4 billion people. Now, certainly not all of those people watch this program. But let's just say that if 4 billion is the potential, and if only 1% of those people that could watch my program do watch it, then that would be 40 million people. And let's say out of the 40 million people that could watch it, let's say that only 1% of those actually get blessed. And so that would be 400,000 people who were blessed on a daily basis. And that's only considering one hundredth of one percent, or no, let's say anyway, it'd be one-tenth, it'd be one, anyway, it's a, <laughs> I just messed up. But it'll be a very small percentage. If only 400,000 people a day were watching this program and blessed, what would happen if God blessed you and spoke to you through this program and you just gave where you were fed? You know, what's this worth to you? Some of you are getting direction. Some of you today, you've been, you've been supporting something that has not ministered to you. It hasn't blessed you. And today, God spoke something to you, and you got blessed, and you've got direction. And now it's going to change some things. What would happen if only 400,000 out of the potential 4 billion people who could watch this program receive something that blessed them today? And what would happen if they just said, you know what, that's worth five bucks? And if 400,000 people who were blessed were to send in just five bucks, man, that would be $2 million in one day. That would be awesome. And if every day I was on television, if just the people would give where they were fed, it would totally revolutionize things. It would do the same thing with churches. If you gave to the churches that were feeding you, the ones that weren't feeding you would dry up and blow away, and the ones who are feeding the people, they would prosper like never before. But most people give where they're begged, they give where they're coerced, they give where they're condemned, they give where they're manipulated, and they don't give where they're fed. You need to give where you're fed, and when you do that, you make a connection, and that blessing and anointing on that church or ministry starts flowing towards you. Let me offer again this teaching on the power of partnership. This is a great teaching. It would help you. It's in CD and in DVD form. We also have a book entitled Financial Stewardship, and then I've got a CD series, I mean a DVD series here where there's five testimonies of people who have seen this prosperity work in their life. Listen to our announcer and please call or write today.
It's really awesome to be able to be a partner. Andrew's vision and his ministry and what he's done, it's just impacting the world with the truth of the gospel, with the truth of who Jesus really is. And when I saw where the money that I was giving was going, I was like, I'm gonna give this ministry for the rest of my life. So being a partner is really coming together in the body of Christ and, and doing His will. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us, and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing, and you're going around the world too, and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you, and uh, we love you. And every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're going to share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a partner, you can become a Grace Partner today by calling our helpline or going to awmi.net. As a thank you for becoming a partner, Andrew would like to offer you the CD album of today's teaching on the power of partnership as his gift to you. Also available today is the Power of Partnership package, which includes the Financial Stewardship book, the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, in your choice of either the Power of Partnership CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $55, but you can get it today for only $39. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, we've got a lot of things going on, and the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall, and I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people, for other people. It's not a problem, but you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club, and you can contact us. We have the number on your screen. Let somebody know about it because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly, and thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net or calling our helpline at 719-635-1111. Remember, you can order materials, become a Grace Partner, or join the 1K Club by going to awmi.net or you can call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
Come and join us for the 2019 Healing is Here Conference. This will be an extraordinary time of healing and inspiration from the Word of God. Mark your calendars for August 13th through 16th and join us in Woodland Park, Colorado for this free conference.